that time of year again, bubble teams are making their final push for a bid while the top seeds are preparing for what they hope is a long run. And DraftKings is giving all customers a free shot up to $100,000 in total prizes. All you have to do is head to the DraftKings app and make your picks. Download the DraftKings app, head to their free-to-play pool page, and enter DraftKings free $100,000 tournament seeding pool. Free-to-play pools are easy to play. All you have to do is make your picks for who you think will get a ticket into March's biggest tournament. If you have the most answers correct, you win. The bank is open. Plus, don't forget about golf's fifth major this weekend. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. Download the DraftKings app now and use promo code THPN to get a free shot at $100,000 in total prizes with the DraftKings tournament seating pool. That's promo code THPN to get a free shot at $100,000 in prizes only at DraftKings. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Hello and welcome to the Ice Guys, brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. This is the show that takes you into the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a sports betting perspective. With pro handicappers Alex B. Smith and Ian Cameron, and veteran sports writer Jimmy Murphy. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. Saturday, March 13th, Ian Cameron and Alex B. Smith are here and ready to break down what is always a massive Saturday NHL card. And today is no different. Uh, It is a big one. Lots of games. Lots of betting opportunities at our disposal. 12 games, a dozen on tap for this Saturday. Let's get right down to business here. We have a game starting at 1 p.m. Eastern uh, in about half an hour as we're recording this uh, show. Uh, The New York Rangers and the Boston Bruins. Boston minus 175 home favorites. Total five and a half uh, shaded to the over here in this game. Uh, Big news for the Rangers that are Temi Panarin, who has not played for several games. Of course, he's dealing with the situation in his homeland. Uh, persecution of sorts, I guess you could say. Uh, definitely uh, welcome return to the lineup today for the New York Rangers, who were pretty much struggling the last few games without him. Uh, they beat New Jersey a couple of games, but obviously uh, <laughs> the lack of quality in terms of the opponent probably had something to do with that. Uh, since that game, we've seen the Rangers lose two straight to Pittsburgh. And then, of course, they get shut out 4 nothing by the Boston Bruins uh, on uh, Thursday uh, so Panarin, I think, is going to help this team. They're going to automatically put him back right uh, on the top line, or on the second line, rather, with Ryan Strom and Julian Gauthier. Uh, uh, David Quinn opting not to break up Kreider, Zabanejad, and Buchnevich on the top line, keeping them together. But still, he's going to be back in the top six, and it's certainly going to help this uh, Rangers offense a little bit. They have shown in the past that when Panarin's out and he comes back, they seem to play better and get a little galvanized from it. But I would only lean still to the Rangers. It's just a gut feel lean for me. Based on current form, I'm still not really ready to jump in on them. Uh, Maybe look Panarin uh, in terms of points or a goal-scoring prop. There is one goal-scoring prop that I like in this game, and it is going to be on my card. I'm going to include it. He was scratched in his uh, two games ago for the Bruins, Jake DeBrusque. And this is a guy that, you know, was uh, obviously underachieving, not giving the Bruins that secondary offense that he has shown in the past, and he has not really delivered this year. Well, first game after getting scratched against the Rangers, he returned to the lineup, he scored. Uh, And sometimes you see this with players. When they get scratched, it's a wake-up call. They don't like it. He said it stunk. 
uh, after the game the other night that I didn't like being scratched. Nobody does. And sometimes you get that is what snaps a player into attention when they're struggling. So uh, we'll have to wait and see on that. Is he out here? As someone's saying in the chat, he's out. Well, that's going to put that. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm just, I was just about to look at, at Twitter. I thought I saw something about too. he's on the, the COVID protocol list. So I think he's a late scratch now. Unfortunately. Wow, late scratch. Yep, COVID pro. Well, there goes that. So no goal scoring prop on the card today. Okay. <laughs> because that's what it was going to be. It was going to be Jake DeBrusque plus 280. He got a goal. He got a goal the other night. I thought if he had played today, it would have been a chance maybe to ride him just a little bit. So uh yeah, uh that's unfortunate because I thought it was a good prop bet in this game. So that was all I had. I lean Rangers, but just a lean for me. Uh, I'm passing on this game. Alex uh, Bruins Rangers. Yeah, I don't have anything in this game either. And, you know, we'll keep an eye on that DeBrusque, uh, uh, you know, protocol status because that could be a false positive. We just saw two of them yesterday with uh, uh, yes. Cal Peterson and Marc-Andre Fleury who both ended up be being dressed. So obviously with the being an early game, he's still not going to play, but he could be available next game. So uh, keep an eye on Twitter and, and various outlets for that. Uh, I know uh, Jimmy's not with us today. He mentioned that he liked the Bruins team total over uh, in this game, but I I've got nothing here. Like I said, could see a boost here with the Rangers uh, getting Panarin back, but their offense has just been absolutely lousy. And even with him back in, in that lineup, okay, he's, he's just one guy. Uh, we, you know, in Boston, and here's the thing, too. Uh, one thing I will look at with Boston's, Yaroslav Halak is starting in that, obviously, because Tuka Rask is still dealing with injury. His numbers against the Rangers in his career are absolutely sensational. 24-8-1 with a 2.28 goals against a 9-2-9 save percentage and five shutouts in his career. So, uh, you know, he, he struggled with some other teams, but against the Rangers throughout his career, uh, he's done very, very well. So uh, if I had to play anything, it would probably be looking at Boston and regulation, but I'm just going to stay away from all the other. All right, we got Dallas-Columbus. This is the second afternoon game taking place. Uh, we've got the uh, Stars minus one. 40 road favorites here in Columbus, which tells you all you need to know about how the Jackets are struggling right now. Total five and a half shaded to the under, even a five at pinnacle in this game. Uh, Columbus, what can you say? I mean, they look like they're finally going to get themselves in, in the win column against the Florida Panthers the other night. And then the roof caves in and the Florida Panthers offense was on the prowl, so to speak, in the third period uh, of that game. They rally back to tie it uh, and then win it. Uh, in overtime, an incredible comeback for the Florida Panthers and a, just a demoralizing uh, blown collapse uh, and a blown lead by the Columbus Blue Jackets, resulting in a loss. Patrick Lyonet benched once again for a period of that game the other night and John Tortorella being questioned about it. There's a conspiracy theory of sorts going on with people connected with the Jackets, people close to the team, even Pierre Lebrun who is a very well-respected hockey reporter is basically kind of saying and on Twitter the other day that, you know, is he trying to get fired John Tortorella with some of the things he's doing, you know, in, in these games, is he just, you know, um, cause you look at him too, after these losses, there's usually some Tortorella anger, you know, hellfire and brimstone from him in a press conference after a bad loss or a, a bad game for his team. He looks like calm and docile and very, very, you know, soft-spoken, not really getting all that agitated. It's almost like he's planting the seeds of, you know what, the, I don't want to say he's putting the, the team asunder here, but it's almost like he's wanting to get the hell out of here at this point. It's it's a bizarre circumstance, and the fact you got a respected guy in the uh, NHL media world in the NHL media realm, like Pierre Lebrun suggesting such, that that could be something that it's almost like he's trying to 
give Yarmo Kekalainen, the GM of the Jackets, a uh, reason to dismiss him uh, from his post. So just all kinds of stuff going on. Columbus is one of those can't touch them with a 10-foot pole teams for me right now. Uh, I, I just can't take them, even getting this price. On the flip side, I'm not interested to lay minus 140 <laughs> with the Dallas Stars on the road, not just yet, even though they have played uh, a little bit better uh, hockey the last few. Until they played the rematch against Chicago, uh, the Blackhawks got them in that game. I am going to bet this game over the total, though, because you're seeing Columbus. They're finding ways to just give up goals and bunches. The goaltending of Corpus Salo, no good. Even Merzlikens the other night, uh, you know, he had a rough third period. Uh, their defense is leaking quite a bit. Uh, Dallas hasn't exactly been shutting down teams necessarily either. And I think their offense is starting to perk up a little bit. And wait till they get uh, Sagan and Radulov back, and it'll even be uh, better, that offense. But you're starting to see Dallas find the back of the net. They're getting Yoel Kivaranta. Uh, Pavelski has been good. Rupe Hintz has been good. Uh, Nick Camano and Foxa have gotten on the score sheet. And all you're do dealing with here is a five and a half with a big plus price, and even in some books, there's a five. And I actually uh, uh, sought out the five that you can find at a couple of books here. It's over five minus 135 at a couple books. Uh, that's what I took here, Dallas-Columbus, uh, over five minus 135 in this one. Alex, what do you think here? Stars, Blue Jackets. Yeah, I really wish these two teams were playing some other teams tonight because of you know how their last games went. Like I said, Columbus, uh, you know, would look to see if they could bounce back after the way that they collapsed against Florida. That uh, was a great win for me, honestly. I was on, on the Panthers in that game. Uh, but like you said, I wouldn't be shocked at all if, if Tortorella, maybe he knows that, you know, his voice is kind of lost in that locker room and he's just going to say, fuck it. You know, I'm going to get paid and, you know, I'm out at the end of the year anyway. If they, you know, cut me sooner, so be it. Uh, and, and that might be the case. And if it is, they start to continue to lose uh, in, in the kind of fashion that we saw, you know, in, you know, most of the games that they've lost now, uh, I, I wouldn't be shocked. Like I said, if, if they just, you know, go on and, and dismiss him and uh, we'll be probably fading Columbus the rest of the way, if, if that is the case, or even if he sticks around and he's still just kind of going with this, you know, uh, you know, calm kind of, you know, carefree demeanor after these games, because he should have been, we should have seen a, a vintage Tortorella uh, press conference after the way that they lost that last game. And we didn't. So, yeah, that might be something to keep an eye on. But with Dallas, I would lean ever so slightly with Dallas and regulation because if you look at the game against Chicago, I mean, it was just pretty much bad luck on their side. They outshot the Hawks. They had way more high danger chances. Uh, and, you know, they ran to, you know, the hot goalie that is Kevin Lincoln. Uh, and then, of course, you know, it was an off night for Anton Kudobin, who let in four goals, you know, within eight shots. Uh, so when you have that kind of, you know, more often than not, you're not going to see, a, a you know, a team lose 4-2. And, you know, only giving up 16 shots on goal the whole game. So uh, I would lean with Dallas. If, if any team were to wake up today, it would probably be them. Uh, but I'm going to stay away from it. All right. So just, all right, so just to lean in regulation uh, with the uh, Dallas Stars uh, for Alex B. Smith in that one. Uh, moving on now, the rest of the games, night games uh, in the evening. Uh, so just make sure you're aware of that. Next up, we've got uh, Winnipeg and Toronto. We've got the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs minus 190. Uh, home favorites, six and a half the total shaded to the under. Looks like the under, or the, sorry, the Leafs are taking a little bit of money right now. I think it's because Laurent Brossois announced as the starting goalie here tonight for the uh, Winnipeg Jets as they've opted in this rubber match uh, between the Leafs. Paul Maurice opting to give Connor Hellebuck a little bit of a rest. Hard to blame him. You know, he's faced a lot of shots in those first two games, uh, Connor Hellebuck, against the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs. Maybe you rest him a little bit. 
uh, give him a little bit of a break here. I think that's kind of what he's looking to do here in this uh, third game against the Leafs. So uh, Winnipeg going with Laurent Brossois. I'm not bothered by that. He's been very good. Four and one this season in five starts with Laurent Brossois uh, in net. Uh, his save percentage and his goals against are, are pretty solid uh, when you look at it. 2.57, 923 save percentage. Hell, those are better numbers than Frederick Anderson for the Leafs, who, of course, is back in net tonight for the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs. He's actually got better numbers, Laurent Brossois, believe it or not, albeit a much smaller sample size, but uh, you have to factor that in. But still, I mean, he is a capable goalie. He's won four of his five starts, and I'm going to come back to this well that I've cashed in with like two or three times in a row with the Jets. You know, off a loss. How many times? Like, perfect. Undefeated. The Winnipeg Jets off a loss this season. And that's the spot they're in here after the overtime loss to the uh, Leafs on Thursday night. These two games have been even. Maybe not on shots. I think Toronto's carried the play in both games. They uh, probably deserve maybe to go 2-0. and But the fact is, at the end of the day, Winnipeg wins the first game 4-3. The second game goes to overtime. And you can take in a what's been two tightly contested games between these two teams, you can take a plus 160 or a plus 170 price with the underdog in a game where I think it's going to be a close, tight game once again. Yeah, and and, and you got the Jets off a loss where they're perfect this season. Yeah, I'm on Winnipeg here. I'm not passing up this price. They've been great off a loss. You can get them now. Uh, even plus 170 uh, is starting to appear here now uh, on the Winnipeg Jets I'll take my chance once again with Winnipeg. Cashed in with a best bet Tuesday night with Winnipeg in this price range. Probably won't be my best bet on the show today, but it will be a bet for sure. Give me Winnipeg plus 170. Alex, what about you? Jets, Leafs. Yeah, I agree. I'm going to go with Winnipeg as well. Like I said, this is just too high of a number for the way that these two teams have played one another. Uh, you know, you've had this team, you know, play the last three of the last four meetings have been decided by one goal. So, uh, you know, I, I get there's always going to be, a lean, you know, to, you know, public betters going toward Toronto. Uh, but like I said, I think this is just a shade bit high of a number. Like I said, Laurent Brossois uh, has improved greatly. This is, you know, arguably the best hockey he's played in the NHL. He said one, four of his last five starts. So I would not be shocked here to see Winnipeg pull the upset here. So uh, I'll take a shot with them as well, except I got plus 165. So. All right, both of us liking the Jets here, uh, maybe to soar through the sky and get another big uh, underdog win uh, against Toronto. Uh, next game, Islanders-Devils. Islanders minus 175 road favorites, five and a half the total, uh, shaded to the under in this game. It's a pass for me. Don't really have much interest uh, from a betting standpoint uh, in this one. Uh, New Jersey uh, just having a really tough time of it uh, right now, scoring goals, finding the back of the net. Uh, they struggled definitely against the uh, Islanders in the first meeting. Uh, between these two teams. We'll see if that carries over here to this one today, tonight uh, against uh, the Devils. They've just had a really tough time. The uh, Islanders finding the back of the net, or sorry, the Devils, I should say, uh, finding the back of the net. It's been difficult. No goalie projections or confirmations, I should say, just yet. A lot of the games we know who the goalies are going to be for today and tonight. Don't know that yet for this Islanders-Devils game, but I think the Islanders are probably a team I'm not in a rush to go against right now. They've really stepped up their game. They're playing that Barry Trotz defensive style hockey right now. Hard to see how the Devils are going to uh, find offense without Heashier. You know, you're putting a lot on Pavel Zaka, Jack Hughes, and Kyle Palmieri, that top line. Uh, after that, there's a huge drop-off. Sharon Govich comes and goes with his offensive contributions. Miles Woods tailed off. Mikhail Maltsev is still a very young guy. I like his game. I like the speed quotient that he brings to this Devils team. He's still a very young player. Uh, and still not fully developed in terms of his complete offensive game just yet. Uh, so 
it's still going to take some time for New Jersey, I think, to get some of these depth forwards to uh, step up. And obviously, you lose one of your greater forwards and playmakers in Nico Heeshear. So I think the Islanders win. I just don't don't have any uh, real interest to uh, get involved uh, in a regulation or money line uh, or sorry, puck line bet. I definitely wouldn't be getting involved in the money line at this price. But uh, pass for me with just a lean to the under. Alex, how about you here? Islanders, Devils. Yeah, I like this team total over uh, three and a half. You can get it plus 125 or plus 130 uh, right now with the Islanders. And, I, you know, looking at their uh, recent form, they've been scoring goals. Uh, granted, now three of the last, you know, five games, uh, they scored or four of the last five games. Rather, they scored exactly five goals. Three of those came against Buffalo. Uh, but they also were able to put up five against New Jersey in their last meeting as well. So, like I said, they're playing the defensive style, but it looks like, you know, this is kind of the same pattern we saw with them in the bubble in the playoffs where their defense is translating into good offensive chances as well. Uh, and, you know, they're able to get goals late, of course, too, if it's a 3-2 game, uh, you know, teams pulling the empty, the empty net. So I feel we'll be able to see at least three, four, five goals in this one. So I like the over three and a half uh, with the Islanders. And at a plus price, that team total on the New York Islanders. So makes it even more appealing for sure. Nashville, Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay minus 300 to as high as minus 320 as home favorites here. Five and a half the total. I'm making an exception and I'm breaking a rule that I have. Ian Cameron has a hockey rule. I don't lay a goal and a half if it's a, if I'm laying a price. I'm laying the price on the puck line tonight with Tampa Bay. Uh, minus one and a half, minus 125 is around the price you have here with the Lightning. Look, it's the Lightning off a loss to the Detroit Red Wings. You really think they're going to take Nashville for granted tonight? Uh, obviously, that was a, a poor game on their part. McElhaney, it's easy to bl- say he was in net, so that had something to do with it. The whole team stunk, to be honest with you, against uh, Detroit. Yeah, it was just one of those collective, not a great performance by any stretch of the imagination for the Lightning against one of the worst teams in the NHL. Yeah, that could be Nashville walking into it. You know, wrong place, wrong time scenario. Nashville just gets buried by Carolina uh, in the second game against the Hurricanes uh, in their last game. And again, do we trust Nashville to step up against quality competition? No, we don't. It's been that way all season long. Uh, Tampa off the loss, minus one and a half, minus 125. The team total as well, I think I would lean in that direction. There's a team total I like, not so much this one, but I lean to the team total. Just in case it's like a 4-1 a type of game. Maybe they uh, clamp down defensively after giving up five to Detroit. So that's why I, I like the puck line better than the team total for this game. So, but I wouldn't argue with the team total over for Tampa either. But for me, my uh, my bet on this game is going to be a lightning puck line minus one and a half, minus one twenty five. I'm not going to go on and on about the issues with Nashville. I've said it a million times: offense, defense, special teams terrible. Can't trust the goaltending. Uh, just it's everything right now with Nashville and trade rumors swirling around their top players. That's not good news for trying to maintain and instill belief in this team doing something tangible this season. What do you think, Alex, Nashville, Tampa Bay? Yeah, I lean with the full game over at five and a half. I think it's a, uh, and you only lay, would be laying a dollar, ten dollar, fifteen. It's a pretty cheap price here for you know a Lightning team. We know how good their offense is, but like you said, the defense has been a little bit suspect. They give up six goals against uh, Detroit in the last game. They've given up three or more goals in four straight contests right now. So uh, you know and it's one thing for to play against an offensive team like Chicago, but to do that against a Detroit team that struggles to score. Uh, that could be some some slight cause for concern. I think they win this game, but uh, I wouldn't be shocked to see Nashville get at least maybe two on the board. So uh, I think five and a half is a, a decent enough spot where, uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to make it official over five and a half minus a dollar 15 with Nashville and Tampa. All right. Like an over five and a half minus 115 Nashville, uh, Tampa Bay. 
there's no doubt defensively there's been some cracks in the armor the last few games for Tampa Bay. Even Vasilevsky, who didn't play the last game, but played the Chicago games, played the first Detroit game, not been razor sharp or as sharp as he like early in the season. He was just a brick wall. Uh, and Vasilevsky, not quite that way the last few starts, but he's had some rest now. Uh, they, they gave him a, you know, a, a game off against Detroit, uh, the second of the two games against the Red Wings. I think that'll probably help him. Maybe he's going to be a little bit more uh, relaxed, a little bit fresher. You know, maybe the rest will do him good. I think he'll be sharper tonight, and uh, we'll see. But uh, your point about Tampa's defense maybe not playing as well in recent current form, definitely uh, there's something to that. Uh, Pittsburgh-Buffalo, we've got Pittsburgh minus 220, road favorites, five and a half the total, shaded to the over. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. I mean, that Pittsburgh-Buffalo game treated me very well. I think it did Alex as well because I know the best bet for him the last time these teams played Thursday was Pittsburgh puck line uh, on the show, uh, and it got there. I wouldn't argue Pittsburgh puck line. I like Pittsburgh team total more than anything. Over three, are you kidding me? Over three and a half minus 110? on the Penguins team total in this game. That is a steal, in my opinion. Buffalo's given up four-plus with regularity. It doesn't matter who the goalie is. The defense is struggling. Jonas Johansson and Carter Hutton simply aren't good enough to keep the puck out of the net. They're going back to Carter Hutton tonight. Uh, his numbers are just not very good at all uh, this season uh, for the uh, Buffalo Sabres. 3.4 goals against average, 8.83 save percentage, 1-8 in his nine starts this season. Carter Hutton, it has been a rough go for him. I wouldn't argue the puck line. I like the team total better here, uh, over three and a half minus one ten, and I also like the full game over. You're going to give me five and a half right now with the Buffalo Saber defense, which is likely to give up four or five minimum, just as they have in most recent games. I mean, the Islanders are scorching this defense, you know, last weekend, and the Islanders aren't necessarily one of the higher scoring teams uh, in the NHL. So, two bets for me totals, both of them. I'm on Pittsburgh team total over three and a half minus one ten. Pittsburgh Buffalo over five and a half. Minus 115. Alex, what do you think? Penguin Sabres. Yeah, clearly the books are, are adjusting now with, with Buffalo, and it, it shows in this total. Uh, it was at six even money yesterday, and that's what I played it at. Uh, I thought that was a, a great spot. And then I wake up this morning, and I see five and a half minus $1.15. I'm trying to figure out, you know, what on earth would, would cause that move. But that's the only thing that makes sense is that uh, they don't trust Buffalo to score because Pittsburgh's been scoring lights out. And like you said, the Sabres have been giving up goals. Uh, you know, they've given up five goals exactly in five straight games uh so when you're looking at that to, to move this you know total a half a goal um uh, i found it baffling so i i liked uh you know the total at six i love the total at five and a half here uh like i said i would lean with pittsburgh and regulation you can find that at minus a dollar 20 uh and then lean with the team total as well but but my official play will be over five and a half with the penguins and sabers tonight yeah, I mean, Jack Eichel's out, but he's been out for a few games now. Like, that can't explain the move to the under. Yeah. Dylan Cousins is out for the Sabres. Okay, he's been a nice player, but he's just a rookie. It's not like he's been lighting it up a ton. And I know he's not going to play tonight for the Sabres, but that can't explain the under move. For Pittsburgh, J Jason Zucker was already out for a long period of time. That's not going to – shouldn't move the needle. You yeah, know, the, nobody the else is Yeah, the goalie matchup. I mean, it's going to be uh, Casey DeSmith for uh, the Pittsburgh Penguins tonight, who's mm – -hmm. Okay, but he's not, you know, a brick wall back there. And, of course, we know how uh, much Hutton has struggled. A lot of it because of the play in front of him as well, which hasn't been good. But he's still not great himself either. So, to me, there's it's it's a head-scratcher why this has gone from six to five and a half. I thought it would either stay put or maybe even go up a little bit. It's gone down. But, hey, it gives us a better number here. 
five and a half. Take advantage of it is what I see. Uh, Montreal and Calgary, we've got uh, pretty much even money here on both sides in this game. Minus 110, total five and a half, shaded to the over. So I really loved Calgary Thursday night. I thought it was a home run spot. First game with Daryl Sutter behind the bench, and they played outstanding, tight defensive hockey, just the way I thought they'd play under Daryl Sutter. Uh, and they get the win 2-1 to one over the Montreal Canadiens, albeit Montreal is in a brutal scheduling spot too. Third game in four nights on the road, back-to-back in Vancouver, less than 24-hour turnaround from the second game they played in Vancouver uh, to the game that they played uh, in Calgary uh, the very next night. But Calgary is a team I made up my mind and made the decision that if I cash with them in the first game with Sutter, I'm going to just ride them, you know, at least until they lose, and I'm going to do that. It's not going to be my best bet tonight. You know, it's lukewarm, but I'm going to come back with Calgary once again here, a minus 110 tonight uh, in this game. you got to be impressed with their defensive game because actually that's part of the problem for the Flames this year and their struggles is that their defensive game had evaporated. They're giving up too many chances. Their, their penalty kill has struggled, uh, and all of that has resulted in this team giving up too many goals. And in one game with Sutter, I saw structure. I saw a clean breakout of their defensive zone, you know, Puck movement up the ice was much more fluid. Uh, the coverage in front of the net was a lot better, a lot more physical. And that's another thing Sutter emphasizes. Hit someone, put someone on their can, put yeah. someone on their keister. Don't let someone get the uh, rebound in front of the net. Uh, that's been the issue at times for Calgary. Too soft to play against. A little downy, uh, downy, uh, charm and soft at times, this Calgary team. They played a hard, rough, tough, physical Good defense, good defense. Markstrom was good in net. And I think that's now the style you're going to see from Calgary moving forward. I'm actually putting an under on the card here in this game as well. Uh, five and a half here. I don't bet many unders, uh, but this one stands out like a sore thumb at under five and a half minus 105. This is now going to be Calgary moving forward. Think about the defensive zone first and foremost. Capitalize on the chances when you get them, but be sound, be tough, be physical, be good in your own end. Start there on your path to victory. Already saw it in one game with Daryl Sutter, and I think we'll see it moving forward. So for me, uh, I like Calgary minus 110 and also Montreal-Calgary under 5.5 minus 105. Alex, what's your thoughts here with the Habs and Flames? Yeah, I would take a lean with the under as well. In the last nine meetings, we've seen the under. It's gone 1-7-1. and one. Uh, in that stretch. And like you said, that was, you know, before when Calgary was trying to play more of an open wide style, but now uh, with Sutter at the helm, like I said, they're going to be, this is going to be a, a large emphasis on defense, physicality. Uh, and this is a Montreal team. That's kind of, you know, the offense has dried up for them a little bit compared to what they were doing, you know, three, four weeks ago. Uh, so I, I wouldn't be shocked at all to see this one go under five and a half. The thing is, I wonder if we see a fast start in this game might have a better option of getting a better number live. If we see a goal and scored in the first 10 minutes, then you might be able to, you know, grab us uh, under six for the full game. So that might be the way I would approach it. But it's just a lean toward the under five and a half. All right, just a lean to the under for Alex and that one, no official bet. We move on to Chicago and Florida. The Panthers minus 160 home favorites, total six across the board here in this one. Uh, the Florida Panthers, finally a little bit more respect at least. Uh, you're starting to see Florida now finally, minus 160 north of that minus 150 threshold as favorites in some games. So uh, finally betting markets and odds makers realizing how good this team really is. I mean, it's everybody. It's it's Jonathan Huberto. It's Barkov. It's Carter Verhage. has been good. It's their blue line. It's Ekblad is having, wow, we got to start looking at uh, 
Ekblad, uh, Aaron Ekblad in this maybe Norris Trophy conversation. He is playing extremely well. He's always been a good defenseman. I honestly think he's taken his game to another level this year. He's His offensive production from the blue line has gone up significantly. He's a big-time offensive difference maker. He's shooting the puck a lot more, and he's having a lot of success, uh, especially on the power play for this Florida team. Keith Yandel has, I think, played one of some of his best hockey in a very long time as well. And the goaltending from uh, Sergei Bobrovsky and uh, Chris Drieger uh, in net, you know, it's been solid enough to get the job done. You know, as at times it hasn't been perfect, the goaltending, but uh, they've definitely had their defensive game and their scoring ways uh, be able to do enough for this Florida team. We'll see if Chicago's ready for Florida because we know Chicago is one of those teams that we we still are not sure if they're consistently ready to beat Florida, Carolina, Tampa Bay, you know, the top three teams in this division. They've kind of had Chicago's number. You look at Chicago's record, Alex, against that collective of three teams, Florida, Carolina, Tampa Bay this season. Uh, they've had a really tough time against those three teams. So we'll see if Chicago can get it done. I'm not backing Florida tonight, uh, just a little pricey. And Chicago's still – you know, capable on their good night to beat anybody, capable on their worst night to lose and lose ugly to anybody as well. We kind of saw that with the 5-1 loss to Dallas uh, earlier this week and that shameful effort on Patrick Kane's 1,000th career game night. So you can see this game going either way, but I have to lean it still to Florida. They're, they are the superior team. I like the over, though, here in this game a little bit. Six. I mean, you're seeing Chicago play a bunch of these overs now. Uh, all of a sudden, either they go over the total, they score a lot, or they give up a lot. And sometimes there's games of where there's both happening. Chicago scores a lot and they give up a lot. Uh, I could see that happening here. So the total is what, where I'm veering to uh, in this game with the uh, Blackhawks and Panthers over six minus 110. Alex, what's your take on this one? Yeah, this is going to be an interesting game. And like you mentioned, you know, the Hawks have struggled against the likes of Florida and Tampa and Carolina. But you got to understand that, you know, and I said at the beginning of the Tampa series, you know, that, that the way this team looked at the beginning of the year is nothing how they look right now. Uh, the Hawks are much more improved from the last time that they were in the sun, Sunshine State. So I think we see a better effort from the Hawks here tonight, uh, especially Lincoln's in net. And, you know, we've gone back to where we were two and a half weeks ago. If, if Lincoln's in net, uh, that's probably the only way you can bet the Hawks. If it's Subban, you're more than likely going to want to stay away. But I like the over here as well uh, with six. I think, you know, the way that the Hawks are playing offensively and the way that Florida, like I said, their offense is, is just lights out. Uh, I think they're going to, you know, exchange goals back and forth. We're going to see good goaltending, I think, from Lincoln and Bobrovsky, but I think we're going to see better offense uh, from from both these teams. So I could see it being a back and forth spot. So it's a, it's a slight lean with the Hawks, uh, that plus price, plus 140. Uh, and, you know, they've done very well. They've won seven of the last nine on the road. They find ways to win these these road games, whether it's, you know, uh, miracle of luck like it was at the Dallas game or just, you know, outplaying it and, and getting some better chances. Uh, so I think we're going to see it back and forth. So a lean with the Hawks, but I like the over six as well. All right. Lean to Chicago, but like an over six here, minus 110 with the uh, uh, Chicago-Florida game. Yeah, I mean, the Blackhawks, Alex it really good season. Kind of up and down last year for him, but he's been much better. We know Kane's the MVP of this team. And that top line with Kane, Dabrinkit, and Pew Suter, uh, really, really uh, uh, impressive. That trio this year on that top line. Uh, Kubalik stepped it up lately. Here's the guy if you wanted a bit of a dark horse and a value goal-scoring prop tonight on the Chicago side. Maybe look at Matthias Janmark. You know, this guy is all of a sudden on that third line stepped up 
uh, offensively for the Blackhawks and scored in multiple games lately. You can get a really good price on him in that plus 400, 450 range. Really good price, in fact. So uh, maybe you'd sprinkle a couple bucks on that uh, if you're interested and so inclined. Uh, Washington, Philadelphia, we've got the Flyers, minus 130, uh, minus 120 to minus 130 uh, home favorites. They're pretty much bouncing around in that range. Uh, the total six shaded to the over. I'm going to come back on Philly here. I am. I, I like the situation. You know, they had a terrible game by their standards against Washington the other night. It's now two losses to the Capitals. Uh, I still think this is a pretty good hockey team, Philly. And I, I think they, the, and there was a bit of a, uh, I don't want to say closed door players meeting, but apparently the players did address, you know, the game the other night after uh, it ended. So I think the Flyers really come out spirited tonight. They don't want to go 0-3 this week against the Capitals. Uh, I would expect them to uh, play one of their best games. There's really no excuses. I mean, they've got a team that's got everybody back now, fully healthy pretty much, other than Michael Roffel. Uh, but other than that, everybody's healthy. They've got all the guys that were on the COVID list are back, Lawton and Konechny uh, and Van Riemsdyk, Couturier, Giroux, Voracek. They're all there. Uh, Lindblom as well. Uh, the blue line's healthy. Uh, we need to, I think, Carter Hart and Brian Elliott. Those two in particular have to play a little bit better. That's been a little bit of a problem lately. Goaltending, I think, needs to go to another level right now with this uh, Philadelphia Flyers team. I think Hart and Elliott, both of them, have been sort of uh, disappointing uh, at times. We know they're capable of better. Hopefully that's tonight. I also lean over. It's hard not to. These Flyer Capital games, they just somehow, some way, for the most part, go over the total. Of course, the last game did as well. Uh, they had a 7-4 game on a Sunday afternoon uh, earlier in the season. So I have a smaller bet on the over, but I think I like the side of, of the Philly side a little bit more at minus 120. Uh, good situation. Coming out strong after, you know, they sort of cleared the air after that last loss saying, hey, we're still too inconsistent. Now we've lost two in a row to Washington, uh, three in a row overall. Uh, I think you get a really, really, really strong on home ice effort here from Philly tonight. Alex, what do you think here with the Capitals and Flyers? Yeah, I'm on Philly as well. I got them at, at minus a dollar twenty. Like you said, you know, uh, sometimes those those player only meetings, those closed door meetings, will you know get a team rallied up. And uh, except you know, this is still a, a a good hockey team, and I trust Brian Elliott, who is starting. Uh, I think he's confirmed. Yeah, he's. I trust him more than Carter Hart right now. The way he's playing, he's seven and three on the season. Uh, you know, and I, this, this is the reason they brought him in a couple of years ago because they know Hart's the goalie of the future, but. He's gonna struggle. He's still a young guy. He still needs to, you know, uh, you know, get some more work to to be the true number one guy and carry the heavy workload. So bringing in a, a Brian Elliott, uh, this is exactly what you want. So he can spell Hart at times when he's struggling and come through with with you know a hot streak of his own. And that's kind of uh, what we've seen more or less from him. So uh, like I said I think this is a good spot. And this is a Washington team that they've been playing great hockey as well. But uh, I could see them maybe falling a little bit flat after already beating this team twice. So uh, I like the Flyers minus a dollar twenty. All right, like in uh, Philadelphia as well, Alex, at minus 120 uh, against the Washington Capitals. Uh, next game, Vegas, Golden Knights, St. Louis Blues, second of back-to-back -back games and consecutive nights for these two teams head-to-head. -head. Uh, Vegas, minus 110 to minus 115 road favorites. Total five and a half, six. It's a split line with the total. Some five and a halfs out there, some sixes. So make sure you uh, shop around. If you like the under, find a six. If you like the over, uh, find a five and a half. That's exactly what... Uh, our old friend at uh, Teddy Covers would say uh, he's always a stickler when it comes to that kind of stuff. Uh, but definitely when you look at uh, these two teams, obviously we're both happy with what we saw last night. We both liked over the total. It was Alex's best bet on yesterday's show. Uh, it got there with relative ease, plenty of room to spare. 
uh, ends up a wild 5-4 victory in overtime uh, in favor of the uh, Vegas Golden Knights. I kind of had that sneaking suspicion that Vegas uh, would find a way uh, to bounce back after the two losses against Minnesota. That's why I kind of steered clear. Of course, the goaltending situation was up in the air uh, all day, uh, thinking uh, at first Logan Thompson was going to be in, but Marc-Andre Fleury, as Alex said earlier in the show, that false positive uh, allowed him uh, to open the door for him to start last night. So what do you do tonight now uh, if you're Vegas uh, in this game with your uh, goaltending situation? Do you dare turn to Logan Thompson? Nothing confirmed yet, but he's projected to be the goalie tonight in, in, in a lot of different places. Now, again, no confirmation. Maybe they do ride Flurry back-to-back here, uh, but we'll have to wait and see on that. It was Jordan Binnington last night, another losing effort from him. He's kind of struggled. Not like Vili Huso's been any better, and we might see Vili Huso tonight, uh, the backup goalie for the Blues. 3.48 goals against average, an 884 save percentage. Those are the numbers this season for Vili Huso. Uh, of the St. Louis Blues. So he's had a tough time. I'm inclined to go right back to the well over five and a half here uh, because I think there's a chance it's a Thompson-Huso matchup. And even if it's a Flurry-Huso matchup, uh, I think we could see goals here because, again, I talked about it with St. Louis. This defense without Carl Gunnarsson and Colton Pareko, it's having a tough time yeah. defending in their own zone. It's having a tough time keeping the puck out of their own net. These two guys have to come back. Uh, Pareko at least has a chance to come back soon. Gunnarsson ain't coming back. He's out for the season. But again, you go all the way back to when he got hurt, and that's when the St. Louis defense started to come unglued uh, a little bit, and, and, uh, and it's really carried over. And again, another game where they give up five goals last night to Vegas. So for me, it's over five and a half here. There's still some minus 135s out there on the five and a half to the over. Sixes elsewhere. Find a five and a half if you can, but that's what I like here in this game. Go back to the well with what worked for me and what worked for us so well last night. Alex, what do you think here with Vegas and St. Louis? Yeah, that was it was pretty awkward uh, yesterday with the with that uh, Vegas goalie news because I did a, a radio spot in Chicago that was taped in the afternoon and I'm thinking, okay, it's going to be you know uh, Logan Thompson and I you know talked about him and then all of a sudden it's about 5:30 and I'm seeing what the news that you know it's a false positive and Flurry's back and he was already in St. Louis quarantining in the hotel. So once the the false positive was confirmed and you know, he was able to, to go back to the team. He starts. But uh, like I said, it didn't matter. You know, the, their offense was able to kind of wake up after being down 2 nothing. Uh, and like I said, but their defense cannot keep them uh, in these kind of track meet kind of games. So I would look the same way, especially if it is, like you said, Thompson and Huso, both backups, uh, even at a six price, uh, a six number at, a, you know, a lower price, I would look with that. So give me the over. I'll, I'll go six because uh, that's I'm seeing more sixes now. Uh, minus a dollar fifteen. All right, both of us liking the over in some fashion here for sure with Vegas, St. Louis, Edmonton, Vancouver. We've got the Oilers minus one thirty uh, road favorites. Total six and a half, shaded to the under. Uh, I'll tell you what, if you're the Ottawa Senators, you're happy as hell. You're not playing Edmonton in your next game. That is for sure. Uh, it's been a terrible time of it for the Senators against the Oilers, uh, but the Oilers do uh, what we thought they would do and take care of business against Ottawa. Uh, and they really uh, ended up uh, just dismantling the uh, the Senators uh, in the back-to-back games this week. Now they're playing a Vancouver team, though, that's been a, uh, a team that's kind of perked up of late. Their defense has been better. Thatcher Demko has been really good in net. They had won, I believe, uh, four in a row, but had that streak snapped uh, with a loss to Montreal. They won the first game against Montreal. They lost the second game uh, against the Canadians earlier this week. 
I'm kind of leaning Vancouver here. It is the second night of back-to-back games for Edmonton. Mike Smith was in net last night. We could see uh, Miko Koskinen here tonight for the Edmonton Oilers, and he's got 3.3 goals against or 3.3 goals against 899 save percentage. That's nothing great. There's a huge rest advantage here for Vancouver. They've been sitting here in Vancouver waiting for the Oilers now for a few days. If uh, Koskinen's the confirmed goalie, I, I'm going to make a case for the uh, Canucks here uh, as a home underdog in this game. Alex, what's your take here on Oilers Canucks? Yeah, it would be a lean with with Vancouver, like I said, based on, on if it's Koskinen. Uh, except they've had the days off. But this is an Edmonton team that has really been rolling now offensively, won four games in a row, uh, and then took care of Vancouver in the, the last two games that they met. Uh, so I, I wouldn't be shocked to see this one kind of go back and forth. The total scares me a little bit at six and a half, even if it is Koskinen. That, that, that's, that's a bit high, especially if Vancouver Dolphins. Uh, you know, like I said, they've been a bit inconsistent at times. So uh, this is one I'll probably watch and maybe do something in game with, but I, I got nothing for it as of now. All right, pass for uh, Alex with uh, this one between Edmonton and Vancouver. And the final game on this Saturday card filled with 12 NHL games. Lots to choose from, lots to talk about. We wrap it up with not necessarily the most glamorous uh, game uh, on this card. San Jose and Anaheim, we've got the Sharks, minus 120. Road favorites, five and a half shaded to the over the total. Thank you to the Sharks for doing all the work for me with that uh, over five and a half yesterday uh, in the game between uh, San Jose and Anaheim. It got uh, there thanks all to the Sharks who shut out the Anaheim Ducks six nothing uh, in that game. Uh, we'll see if Anaheim's got a better effort and a better bounce back uh, performance tonight in them uh, as they get ready to take on uh, the uh uh, Sharks one more time. It was obviously a rough, rough night last night uh, for the Anaheim Ducks. And look, we um, we got to sometimes uh, give ourselves a little bit of credit, at least when we uh, say uh, theories and just opinions that make sense. And we both said it on the show yesterday, Alex and I, Gibson's getting worn out. Gibson's getting worn down, worn into the ground. He, he's now starting to falter and give up goals that sometimes he normally doesn't when he's on top of his game. And the Anaheim defense is really starting to uh, crumble a little bit uh, in recent games. This team has given up goals. You're giving up five goals to L.A. You're giving up six goals to or San Jose. I mean, you've got some issues right now if you're the Anaheim Ducks defensively right now. And uh, again, this is a team that's given up goals. Uh, Gibson started last night. You would think maybe Miller tonight. Gibson got pulled last night. So Dallas Akins has a tough decision. Does he go back to uh, uh, Gibson tonight? after getting pulled last night and hope he's better, or I think you got to give him a rest at this point. He's played a lot. I think you have to go to Ryan Miller. It hasn't been confirmed yet, uh, but we'll wait and see on that. I'm going to stick with the over again here. It's five and a half. Uh, I think Anaheim will do better offensively tonight against the uh, Sharks. It was Dubnik last night. I'll tell you what, uh, not many times you would expect Devin Dubnik to notch the shutout, uh, but he did that last night uh, against Anaheim. I think Anaheim will find some offense tonight. They're at least capable of a few goals, and they should against San. And you trust San Jose's defense, which has struggled all year to play that well again and shut out a team? I don't. So no. I'm going right back, kind of like Vegas, St. Louis. The overwork for me there last night. I think it can work for me tonight. Same with San Jose, Anaheim. The overworked out last night. I think I'll take my chance that it can work out again tonight successfully in terms of profit. So uh, for me, San Jose, Anaheim over five and a half minus one twenty-five. One more time, uh, Alex. What do you think here? Sharks, Ducks. Yeah, I'm looking the same direction. Like you said, it wasn't San Jose's defense. I mean, Dubnik played well, 
I'll give him that. But that defense wasn't the reason why uh, Anaheim was completely held off the score sheet. It was mostly Anaheim's inept offense. Uh, we've seen them, you know, just more than often than not, they struggle to score goals. And, you know, even when we talked about with Trevor Zegers, when he was in the lineup, uh, you know, kind of opening things up for everybody, but then he had been uh, scratched for a couple of games. So it, it just, it's just it's a whirlwind of, 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 you know, issues right now for Anaheim. And the biggest thing is, like you said, Gibson, he, he looks worn out. He needs the rest. And, you know, I can't imagine they would turn right back to him after pulling him uh, from last night. You would think it would be Ryan Miller uh, to, to get this game. And the fact that he played a little, you know, most last night and have to turn right back around uh, older goaltender, you wonder if he's going to be, uh, you know, at, at his sharpest as well. So five and a half is, is a solid number and a good price minus a dollar twenty-five. All right, both. All right, Alex and I both on the same page there uh, with uh, San Jose Anaheim over five and a half at minus one twenty-five uh, in that one tonight. The nightcap. Uh, actually, there's two nightcaps. Edmonton, Vancouver is also starting uh, at the latest start time of the day, uh, 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. All right, that's 12 games that we have breaking them. Uh, we've uh, talked about them and analyzed them, and uh, given you our analysis and our betting opinions on each and every game on this Saturday uh, NHL card. Uh, great stuff with Alex B. Smith. Before we get to best bets, reminder: download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Uh, use the promo code THPN when you sign up for your account. You'll get a deposit bonus. You'll get weekly specials, bet boosts, incentives, all of that. Use the DraftKings Sportsbook app. DraftKings is uh, blowing up right now, obviously uh, doing great things. A lot of great, great betting options as well in multiple sports. A very good selection uh, as well with the DraftKings Sportsbook uh, if you have an account there. So make sure you download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Uh, and uh, sign up for an account using the promo code THPN. All right, best bet time for this Friday uh, for this Saturday, I should say. Uh, NHL card coming off a two and zero sweep with best bets for Alex and I uh, on Friday. See what we can do for an encore here. Lots to choose from on this twelve game uh, Saturday NHL card. Alex, what did you land on for best bet today? Going with Pittsburgh and Buffalo. Going with the over five and a half minus a dollar fifteen. Like I said. Uh, I like this play at six, and so to get a better price and number, uh, definitely going to be rolling with this. This is a Buffalo team that, uh, you know, I guess, yeah, you can worry about, you know, where is their offense going to come from, but we know uh, the defense will not be there. Uh, and this is a Pittsburgh team that's been lighting the lamp left and right. Uh, so I, I expect them to do most of the work. Uh, they'll probably end up maybe even giving up a goal or two because, like I said, you can't really trust Casey DeSmith uh, to put out just a, a big, you know, performance. Uh, even though he's been the better goaltender. And even Jari, I can't even say that. Jari has won eight of his last 10 starts. So, you know, maybe we probably should ease up a little bit on uh, Pittsburgh's goaltender, but they're still not one of the best duos in the league. So that being said, Penguins, Sabres, over five and a half is my best bet. All right, Pittsburgh, Buffalo, over five and a half, minus 115 for best bet for Alex. And yeah, we're both a little perplexed. The number went from six to five and a half uh, when it comes to the total. Uh, in that game tonight. All right, my best bet. I'm going to go to. Um, let's see here. Uh, it's, it's it's a it's a good one. It's a tough one. There's a lot I like. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Tampa Bay puck line minus one and a half, minus one twenty five. I like that one. I mean, I I trust Tampa Bay after losing to the Detroit Red Wings. There's nothing that should get a team, you know, refocused back on the beam ready to play their best game than losing to the Detroit Red Wings. I think Tampa Bay brings it tonight. And again, we're going to talk about Nashville being able to uh, win games against good competition. No way, no no way Jose 
with the Nashville Predators. They've already lost to Carolina twice this week, including getting a blown out by them in their last game. I think they're walking into a tough spot here against what should be an angry, motivated, focused, and certainly much, 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 much. I could, I could say much for the next 10 hours and stretch this show uh, that long. Much superior Tampa Bay Lightning team. So let's go with the Tampa Bay Lightning here. Puck line, minus one and a half, minus 125. That is my best bet for this Saturday uh, NHL card. That'll wrap up this edition of the Ice Guys. Great live viewership. For those of you listening on the podcast version of this show, you can tune in to watch us live on YouTube daily, seven days a week, Monday to Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern, Saturday and Sunday, noon Eastern. And again, if you can't watch the show live on YouTube, download the audio podcast version of the Ice Guys Hockey Betting Show on all major podcast platforms. For Alex B. Smith, I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Saturday. Enjoy the games and good luck. And we'll talk to you again tomorrow on Sunday for another edition of The Ice Guys presented by the Hockey Podcast Network.